Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Mythos Manual, how-to for RPG homebrew. I am your host and GM, Calder Kadavid, and with me, as always, are the three great houses of Westeros. Yes! Hi, everybody. I am Paul. I play Kafka. He is a crow person and a fighter person, and I am, I am House Lannister, because I always pay my debts. It's millennial humor. <laughs> wow. Wow. I would have gone with I would have gone with Stark for you because you're a crow person. What? Yeah, are we doing this the as ravens. our characters or as our yeah. person? I don't, you know what? I'm gonna leave no, it in. Hang on, hang on. No, crows are not ravens. They're very different. And this is to stop bird Twitter from getting on us. Wow, but they look exactly alike. <laughs> Whoa. Oh no. I don't even want to unpack that on the air. Christy, say something because Alan just showed his ass. <laughs> All right, fine. I'm Christy. I'm play Kata Maroon, the human wear touch snake shifter. And I'm gonna be a Mormont. Ooh. I said one of the great why, houses, but why fine. I, I want to be a Mormont. Fine. It depends on where we're landing in Game of Thrones lore. At this point, in my personal opinion, Mormont should be considered a great house. But anyway, well, it's fine. in the books, no, I'm not going <laughs> to do it's that fine. to you. Uh, but we're going to be Mormonts because I'm doing this as my character, not as Christy. Deal. Okay. All right. So uh, I'm Alan. Uh, I play Damius Malavor, the Dampier psychic. Uh, and I'm House Tyrell because I'm the oldest diva at the table. Oh. Yes. I was surprised that you didn't go with the Sand Snake. I was snake. just about to take it back and say I was a, like, it was a, a bastard from, from Dorne and so I was yeah. a Sand. Also, the Tyrells are not the oldest bitch at the table. The Tyrells are a relatively new house, having supplanted House Gardner during the Targaryen invasion of Aegon the Conqueror. It's more about Elena than it is about the actual <laughs> house. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but he's totally right. Yeah, you're totally right. You're right. <laughs> we said great house. No, I said I was the oldest bitch at the table, not that my house was the oldest. You the oldest bitch in this place. <laughs> All right. So you guys had some bad dreams. That sucked. And I had a demon follow me around you know, in my I, dreams. Yeah, I felt my my dreams are bad for other people too. So no, it's true. I had a horrible demon show up in my dream, and then he took my hacky sack and he didn't give it back. That was just Eulister. So, what are we doing today? Well, we got a lot of things we need let's to actually, find. You know what? There's, I, there's something actually I really want to address, and I've been meaning to address for a little bit of time now, because something happened several games ago now, and it has stuck in my craw since then, and I've not liked it since. So, it, it, it wasn't Domius' pedicure in that last scene? It was not that. Okay. It was What it was is that I feel like I should have killed Kata in that fight with the Gurion forever ago. What? Because... And I'm, you know, I'm not going to retroactively kill you. Just, <laughs> Why are you bringing it up now? I'm bringing it up now because I don't like, I feel like I've overpowered the emeralds. And I need, we're going to decide as a group, we're going to reign in one of its abilities. Either emeralds no longer can revive you from the dead or you can't share them. Oh, because it was shared that you yeah. have an issue. Because we used someone else's emerald to save me from death? Correct. Yes. You, we, you saved yourself once and I'm fine with that because I find that that is kind of fun and sexy. With my last... I come back to life and like and that's fine. But like Well now I'm never gonna use my emerald to re-roll a dice again. That's exactly so I think that <laughs> I think the answer is that emeralds can revive you if you're at negatives, but they, if you're maybe is is it if you're dead, you're dead. But wait, I, I actually I thought you were gonna say we can't share them. That's the question. Either it's either you can't share them, or if you if you die, an emerald can't bring you back. An emerald can bring you back from a negative, but not from death. You can't. You no can bring you back emeralds. from a true death, but you cannot share it. 
That seems fair. Yeah, Fine. No, I agree with that. But I'm never going to use my emerald for anything other than the off chance that you're, I'm going to stop trying to collect. See, that's why I don't like, that's my issue with that is that right. I don't feel like people will just hoard emeralds. Yeah, no, and also I will have never shared my emeralds with you guys anyway, so it doesn't matter. Well, that's fine. But I now I'm not going to use it for his other properties because now I'm concerned. If you're only ever going to use it to revive yourself. Unless you have two emeralds. But you can't you have can't, two emeralds. You can only hold one. Then use it while you got I it. Because I give them out pretty – I try to give them out pretty regularly. To, yeah. Yeah, to Christy. No, no just this one time. That well, was fun. Count, if, you, if you want us to try for emeralds, then you better just make us use emeralds. And if you want to make us use emeralds, you better kill us. That's how it goes. Okay. So I am very strong now. If you feel like you're only going to – yeah, see, that's my issue. If you, just, if you feel like you're only going to use them to revive yourself, then yeah. I feel like – That's I my insurance to, policy. Then I need to mute them. Well, see, my my thing then, Christy, is why not just use it for like the re-rolls and then just count on your superior role-playing and, and have trust in Cal that Cal will reward it accordingly? I suppose, but I don't want to get stuck in a fight without one is my point. Uh, hey, hey, you know, like, seriously, I introduced my dark halves having a voice in my dream. You got your emeralds for, like, making, like, grabbing his, his feather. <laughs> it's true. Let me joke. Yeah. So, I came I came up with a piece of lore about the star system. Yeah. That was how I got my last emerald. Do you not have an emerald right now? No. Oh, you spent the last one you got. Yeah. yeah. No, like, I spent it to stay alive. Okay. Uh, I say, like, I don't know. I can't tell you how to use your emeralds, Christy. I would just say that, like, if we use them as we need them, regardless of whether that's for bringing ourselves back to life or doing a re-roll, like, we can just trust in our superior role-playing and in Cal's judgment uh, to ensure that we will have them when we need them. And, and also the general of limited deep resources in, in, yeah. a, in a game is that you use the resources if okay, they're useful. fine. Like, you don't hold back a resource that it might be re- useful later if it's useful right now. It's mm. No, it's definitely true. Like, yeah. you, you may not have an emerald if uh, – you may be alive and not have an emerald, but uh, – you will definitely be dead if you don't have an emerald. So just like, yeah. And we will like, when we are done with the entire campaign, I want to do is like a kind of a longer moratorium over like all the different rules we've implemented mm-hmm. and everything. We'll have a kind of a discussion about that. Um, but that's okay. I wanted to address that now. So then, okay. So for now, the rule is you can't share them. Okay. And that's all I wanted to address that. So before we kind of get into what exactly you want to do, let's do a little refresher on everything that's kind of presented as an option now. So the things that we still need to find on my list of map items. There's a waterfall place that we need to find with Ruth as part of her like character journey. There is the Temple of Karata mm-hmm. that we need to find. I forget who told us about that. You were not told about it. You found out about it while exploring the Hall of Tranquility. Oh, right. Okay. So there's the Temple of Karata. And then there's the Knoll tribe still. We still have to deal with the Laughing Dog tribe thing. For Chelsea. Yeah. And then um, what we just found out is the Damius' dream thing with... Um, the the koala's name was... Um, Oatlatika? Antika. Oatlatika. Right? Oatla something. Antika. Oatlatika. Oatlatika? I was Oatlatika. right. Oatlatika. I think that nothing is overshadows Oatlatika. Like, Oatlatika fixes everything. Yeah. Mm. I'm concerned about mm. the, the, the balance of power in the jungle. And if we let out Oatlatika and... On the Zoranagam is still in the tree. Like, does that is the dark and the light side of the forest out of balance? And I would also say, like, this is this is a horror game. Maybe we should not just automatically assume that what is presented to us as 
a one-size-fits-all solution will actually be a one-size-fits-all solution. This is a thing that a dream told you. No, absolutely. And my, a dream told me by one of the possible candidates for the third hag, in fairness. True. Could be Mathilti. Could be Mathilti. I don't think it is. But um, we also have to consider the thing that metagame, the thing that was said to you in your dream, which is that, you know, that that demon really freaked out when you suggested cutting it down. That's true. So why don't we just go cut down that tree? I'm still not convinced that this demon is the worst thing in the world. I think it's stuck there until I find the book and I'm going to deal with some nightmares for a minute while we address other things. Yeah, very much so. Like you can, you very much just get the sense about like his like, like just his rage and his power. If he didn't have to be in that tree, he wouldn't be in that tree. And I gave you a solution to deal with him being in your head. No, it's not gonna work. And I don't know if I appreciate your twisted logic that he's not the worst thing in the jungle. He's just not the worst thing in the jungle right now because he's trapped in a tree. Yeah, which makes him not the worst thing in the jungle. Right, but he's stuck there until someone reads his passage. So as long as no one else is looking for the book... Yeah, like he is he is a threat in this jungle where we know exactly where he is and where he can go. That is literally the only threat we can say that about in the entirety of the dragon's jungle. Yeah, the heretic right. was the one who was working on freeing him, so where there's is no the one book? left. We don't know. We think he doesn't know. He he said that there might be a copy in the low city and there might be other copies lying around. Uh, so we, it's Kafka who was listening to my dream. <laughs> well, I feel like we're like a little. <laughs> we're out there right now. Also, like the, the reason why I use character voices is so you know that whether it's the player or the character. Yeah, that's yeah, talking. yeah. It was just funny. Like okay, so we have all those. Um, there is the matter of the hags. Like those have to be dealt with. Like specifically the third hag, the the, the mysterious third hag, which we all thought. I about. mean, we also probably have to go kill that second hag. Now that we know where she is. Yeah. Except that she knows we're coming, and I think we we can surprise the third hag and yeah. just kill her. We should decide. We should, we all decide who is the third hag, and then kill that person. It's Cheldy. You think it's Cheldy? Yeah, I think it's Cheldy too. the the one the one who was sleepwalking in the middle of the night in the vague direction of the hag camp. Yeah, uh, doing stuff that we generally know that changelings don't generally do. Like, yeah. No, and my dark half is in my head telling me that she Cheldy's the ha- the third hag and we should kill her. Well, so. I don't think we necessarily have to kill her. Maybe we do. Or maybe she's just bewitched like Dalton, you know, where they've got something planted inside her. And so it's being activated when maybe she has bad dreams like we just did. Mm-hmm. And she's acting in her dream state because she's being controlled by the hag. Maybe it's not actually a hag. In addition to the number of like things we just talked about, there you also, of course, could just choose to do... The last haul? Uh, no, the last hall is still being excavated. Uh, it's like they're day one of that now. This is the this is the thing. We have two potential threats in the bounds of our camp, and we saw exactly how badly that rat fucked us uh, a couple episodes ago. Um, so before we go herring off towards like the Laughing Dog Tribe or or the Magical Waterfall or what have you, but I want to take my bath with a subplot character. I mean, sure, but <laughs> on but we have. Two potential threats inside the camp to say nothing of all the threats that are without it. So I think we should at least begin taking the steps to deal with that. Like, you know, I'm just going to throw this out there. Like, I think I should maybe talk to Professor Suresh again, see if I can't figure something out. And while I'm doing that, uh, maybe you could talk to Cheldy. Damius has a pretty good relationship with Cheldy. This seems like the kind of thing that maybe Damius could bring up with Cheldy without her hating him the way she absolutely despises Kafka. No, you have a very good point. I, I could talk to Cheldy 
and see where that goes. Okay. I'm not fully convinced that it is Cheldy. I think there I think that Cheldy may be a, a red herring here, but I'm willing to pursue this. Well, here's the thing. Even if Cheldy isn't the hag, she clearly has some kind of connection to the hags. And your dream specifically said that it was somebody resisting the call of a hag, right? That's what the dream said, yeah. Cheldy was clearly being called by something. She's a changeling. Changeling makes her part hag. Well, if you don't think it's Cheldy, then who do you think it is? I Okay. I thought it might be Anushka. I also feel like Anushka is kind of like somewhat discovering herself in this scenario. I'm really, really, really suspicious of Mathilde. Mathilda? Mathilde. Mathilde. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really suspicious of Mathilde. Okay. Anyway. So, like, so Christy, maybe you go off, you go find the waterfall with, Anu- with uh, Ruth. Yeah. And do your uh, do your bath sub plot at last. I feel like I feel like you've been talking about this waterfall for Forever. Like, like five episodes now. We should let it. you we should you had a rough night, Christy. You should get a chance to do that. I want my bath with my subplot character. A- ask about broken bridges to temples though. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I will keep the end I, game in mind. And I then, feel like we might need to do explorer points on that though, I think. It's possible. Yeah. And then uh, do you want to talk to Cheldy? I'll talk to Cheldy. Okay. Yeah. Like, I just think it would be better with, if you did it. But you, you do realize that Tomius is not a sensitive person. No, but he's <laughs> got a better relationship with her than Kafka does. True. Every time Kafka's tried to socialize with her, it's ended in disaster. So Okay. Well, we'll start with Kafka. Kafka, you wanted to talk to who? I wanted to check in again. With on, Suresh? Yeah. Yeah, on Professor Suresh, because I am now very... Having just been nearly killed by an internal threat, I am now very keyed into the possibility of people in our camp turning bad on us. And I think before I was very anti-killing Suresh, um, but now neutral good survival, not neutral good, uh, chaotic neutral survival instincts have kicked in. And I think during this whole encounter that's about to happen, I think Kafka is now starting to weigh the question of if it came down to it. Could he or would he? And he's leaning towards yes on both. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great. Let's so you find uh, uh you go to look for Professor Suresh. He is in the Hall of Tranquility, studying the Star Room. Mm-hmm. You find him, uh, and you notice his horns have gotten longer. His skin is like a darker shade of red. His eyes have begun to yellow. He's making it easy for you. <laughs> ah, Kafka. Ah. Uh, there's no noise in the star room. He, oh, you're right. He, he, he opened the door and you just hear him mouth at you. And he's <laughs> and he and he leaves. You go, ah, Kafka. This is a brilliant room. I've gotten so much work done here. I find a I find myself at peace. I can just I can sit in here and I my world and my troubles just melt away. Uh, yeah. You seen you seen what happens when you draw the constellations? Yes, it's uh, quite something. They all light up. You can do a, a number of cr- an interesting effects. It's like a beautiful light show. Uh, yeah. So, like, while you've been sitting here, like, alone with your thoughts, isolated from everything, you haven't, like, I don't know, heard the low thrum of a call across the cosmos, de- demanding that you ascend to a higher version of yourself or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like... Just, just throwing out examples. Uh, the cosmos, no. Although, the way these buildings are aligned in Poema, I've begun to think, Kafka, come here, come here. And he, he like, leads you outside. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. I believe the buildings are even arranged in Poema in an astrological pattern to mirror the night sky. How do you figure that? Like, these are buildings. 
look at here. And uh, he pulls out a big star map, and he's got like this like kind of, and he compares it to this other like little map he's made of Poema, and he starts showing you on the map. He's like, look at here, look at here. You see, now this building represents the star of the dog, and this is a sign of sure. And he's just kind of pointing to all these like kind of famous stars that you may, that Kafka has never heard of. Oh, never, <laughs> never. He didn't know the stars had names. <laughs> Why would you name them? <laughs> yeah, they're not gonna know. Well, like, there's so many. How would you remember? Yeah. yeah, they're moving. I don't get it. And but he's like, now look at now. I believe that this whole. This whole structure was built in accordance with the heavens. The ancient Venarans, they were devoted to it. They, they worshipped the heavens. They lived in complete harmony. What, what profound and interesting folk. Now, if all of my calculations are correct, Kafka, and I, I believe they are. <laughs> Ka- Kafka pulls out a piece of paper labeled Professor Sang's Checklist and crosses off if my calculations are correct. <laughs> got bingo. <laughs> Kafka, I believe the constellation of the snarling protean will make itself visible to us and it will be in a complete alignment with Poema in about three days, but I need a, a complete map of the area and uh, these horns and ever since this red skin is just so itchy, I can't wait get to get back home to get this zapped off. But until then, I need you to do me a huge favor, Kafka, and climb up high into the canopy here and I need you to make a, a complete sketch of the area. Um... I looked down on my spider climb boots. Okay. Beautiful. So what do I need to uh, roll to do that? You know what? Since you have spider climb boots, nothing. No, no, like not even for like my sketching ability. Your sketching ability? Oh, okay. That's- and Christian, the 22nd, could you mark that that's the day of uh, the constellation of the snarling protean? Mm-hmm. Oh, and did you mark yesterday that's with on the, the night? last use of the talking board? Yep. That one I got. But the so it's the night going into the twenty second, it's the night of the twenty second is the constellations. Night of. Yeah, the night of. The night of the twenty second. Um, Constellation thing. Paul, you can just for this just make a um make either a wisdom or an or intelligence check, I think would be a would be an appropriate check. Definitely wisdom. <laughs> I was gonna say. Oh, cool. Uh twenty one. Hey! Really good job. Like, so they are, like, Cop comes down, like, he's like a weirdly good artist. <laughs> like, undiscovered talent there. Weird. It's, it's how you realize that Kafka, deep down, has a soul. He's got layers. Why am I not surprised he was good at his art classes? <laughs> yeah. No, you don't want to tell Omi Odenese parents that you want to be an art major. No. You're, and he looks down and he says, Kafka, this is, this is brilliant. Look at it, it the, all the stars line here. In just three days' time, all these will be directly above the Bronze Pyramid. I believe once all these, all the stars here are completely aligned with the pyramid, we should be able to summon some sort of great creature that the ancient Venarans had communication with. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, like, you kind of had me for, like, the whole thing there, right up until the thing about summoning. Like, that does not sound good. There'll be a, a great dispelling of chaotic energy. I wonder if we can harness it. I wonder I wonder what the Venara used to do with it. We have three days to find out, Kafka. Come, the books await! And he, like, runs back into the room with, like, an armful of books. Nah. Literally nothing of what you said sounds good! <laughs> uh, give yourself a check-off with um, Suresh. Unfortunately. Check-off Suresh. You have a Suresh hanging on the fireplace... 
uh, in Act One. Paul, you have been given a boon, a boon we're gonna call Tap the Maelstrom. I'd tap that maelstrom. Yeah. You've gleamed insight with Suresh in how to uh, do a, pl- like, essentially a planner binding spell to summon a protean in three days. Hmm. Planner binding spell to summon a protean. We have a planner, we have a planner binding scroll, too. Mm-hmm. What is a protean? A protean is a chaotic neutral outsider. Oh, that aligns with Kafka's alignment. I, I was in trouble like four words into that sentence. <laughs> and they also very often take the form of animals or beastkin. Proteans? Yeah. Do they? I think so. No, I mean, I'm thinking of something else. I'm thinking of a, a, Agathians. Agathians. You're, yeah, the proteans are all big like creepy snake things. Sweet. Oh. I was close though. Their presence like re- warps reality around them. Okay. Your presence warps reality around you. Mm. Uh, meanwhile, and then we're going to go to Damius. Damius, did you hang out with Cheldy? What is Cheldy doing when I walk up? Uh, she is collecting a number of records that the Venara had about ancient cultures that were neighbors of theirs. That she found this information in the Hall of Agriculture. Oh, that's so interesting. Did you find more about the Laughing Dog tribe? A little bit. I wish there was a little bit more here, but... It seems that the Laughing Dog Tribe might have moved in recently or towards the end of the uh, of Poema's reign. There's not that much information about them, unfortunately. There's some more stuff here about some of the other tribes, the, the Gripply, and and uh, apparently there was some sort of ancient tribe of uh, some sort of like salamander folk that might have left the area. Oh, that is some new information that there were these salamanders here. They, But it, according to this, they may have either left or didn't survive into the more modern era. It's hard to say. Are there anything in your records that you've read about a coatl? A coatl? Let's see, let's see. A winged see. serpent. Hmm. Named Oazali. Oatlatika. Oltika. Say it one more time. Oatlatika. Oatlatika. Oatlatika, the winged serpent. Let's, oh, oh yeah, yeah, right, right here, yeah. Look at that. Oh, there's even a picture. What? And this is a crazy, like, cool Aztec art of Olatika flying over the jungle. How convenient. Is, is there any uh, references to where the where you light the fire that summons the Olatika? It says that, oh, look at this. It says that the Venara had some sort of ancient uh, alliance with Olatika. They would work together to clear out any sort of uh, evil threat to the area. Well, that is so fascinating. Apparently, where they, is this place? They had built some sort of great shrine to him up on top of the hill that borders the valley. D- this at a point, I go that to you. Uh, uh, I according to this map, I I believe so. That is so fascinating. You're so you're so you are amazing, Tommyus. You are amazing. I'm just you know I'm just trying to do real good. I'm I do just... I do not know if there is any single person in this entire camp that is more valuable than you. Well, <laughs> I'm glad you finally said something, Thomas. Wow. Because I'm I not that Suresh isn't very good at what he does. He's been a great mentor, and I've learned a lot, but I just feel like he's so... He's just, like, he just loves one thing, and he just runs to it, and then he falls into the next thing, and I feel like I'm doing all the real heavy lifting here. Look at all these things I've transcribed, and she's just got this huge pile of scrolls no, and everything. No, it is it's incredible. So there is another there is another problem currently in the, in the camp that we are trying to uh, trying to kind of get to the bottom of. 
Is oh. that how you say it? Into get to the bottom of get something. to the bottom of something. It, it, yeah, it, it refers to when farmers would have to dig through. Oh, that, that's amazing. Oh, okay, so amazing. <laughs> so read the English language. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I don't even not noticed, but there is a we the, the a hag was killed. Uh, the hag? other day, a, a hag, had night hags, bog an hag, anise hag, an anise hag. Yes, but one of the hags, and apparently the hags, they they either are alone and solitary, or they're in a coven. Oh, I, I know a little about hags, I guess. And and uh, yes, last night a second hag revealed herself and referred to her sister that had been killed. I didn't. There was a hag here last night. Yes, no, she is posing as the Herald of Agassan. She oh. has disguised herself, and she had possessed Dalton, well, in captivity, in her control. And Dalton then started killing people and had to be put down himself. Yes, I. It was an awful day, Damien. Oh, it was truly tragic. So you, th- so you he think was the he was the most handsome among us. He was, <laughs> despite there was some sort of brooding good looks to him i suppose but uh no I, I i i do know what you mean for i am quite handsome myself but regardless it, it seems that perhaps with the with the appearance of a second hag there is a question about a third hag oh okay um i can do some research to see if the venara had any dealings with hags well there is another there is another layer to this question oh. to this issue uh-huh. Where's this going? <laughs> there there are some prophecies that suggest that the that this third hag is within the camp itself. Oh, uh-huh. And, <laughs> and so you're asking the changeling That's, about it for no reason. No, I I am I'm asking you so that you can help me defend you because I don't believe it is you. Oh, okay. Well, good. I don't think that you're the hag either, Damius. <laughs> I'm glad we're both on the same page. I have my other suspicions, but I there have been questions about the how you've been drawn into the forest, into the jungle. That's been happening to me forever. I, just since you, I was a little you, girl. You are a changeling, and this is a thing that happens. Well, yeah, you know, sometimes you just wake up in the middle of a swamp or a field. And you don't know how you got there, and you're covered in dirt. And no, you were talking to a person that this happens to. Great, you know. <laughs> but my point is that I personally think that you are not this hag, as you as 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 you have not transformed. I think that perhaps you might be intended to be the replacement for the hag that we have killed. Oh, you. Which is a somewhat darker possibility. I would. I. I don't. I, I don't want to. Yeah, well, part of me does, but no, I don't want to be a hag. But I, I understand what it means to have part of you want to be something that you don't want. And she puts like her quill down, and she's like, I, I don't know what to, I, I, I don't know what to do. I, I feel the calling of the coven, and I, it's gotten louder, and I just because they, I'm trying to shut it because out because they need you to replace the one that we killed. But we must find the third hag. We know who the second one is now, but we must find the third. If it is not you, if you are the one being called to to replace the one is lost, who is that hag? I don't know. I don't know. I, pr- I promise. I believe Make a sense motive check if you want to go oh, yeah. for it. Oh, is she lying to me? I don't that know. Would be- I bet if you pass a sense motive check, you'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, 
seven. I'm seven? pretty sure she's she very seems, honest. She seems like she's telling the truth. Yeah. She, she she seems very concerned that like she's gonna get ostracized. I think like you know, there's a lot of changelings have a lot of pressures put on them, especially in societies. Yeah, of where course, they're, they're not trusted. No, I, I I hug her instantly and I and I stroke her hair and I say, I I know that it's not you and I and but we must find this hag so that we may close this circle and end this coven. Okay. You cannot be drawn into this. No, I. You're right. I don't want to be. It is a. It is a horrible and lonely life. Well, okay. What do you? Where? Where can we go? Let's go look for her. I guess. Do you have any ideas or suggestions? I have thought that it might be Mathilde. I thought that it might be even Ruth. Oh wow, Ruth. I. I don't think so but it's hard to say i did I not think the herald would be a hag but the herald is point. but i feel like ruth grew up here and she's married and Anushka so did her the daughter. herald oh, and her daughter is a witch that's a good point it could be her i oh god but oh she's always so nice we cannot look at we cannot ask this question we can't explore this based on who is kind to us kindness is a lie Kindness is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll go try to talk to her or something. Do not, do not betray this, though. Oh, I'll mum's the word. We, she, <laughs> if she is, if she is, if she is the third hag, she might kill you for discovering her. <gasps> she got, she covers her mouth with her hand. <gasps> Scared. She clutches her pearls. She's really. her pearls. <laughs> she clutches her book. Yeah, her book. Tightly to our chest. Keep it between us. Okay, Damius. I... The sooner we get out of this jungle, the better. But please tell me what you discover. Okay. I will I will do some diligent work. Okay. And then, uh, Chrissy, what do you want to do? I'm going to go to the waterfall, so I'm going to go find Ruth. You're going to take Ruth with you to the waterfall? Okay. Uh-huh. Alan, which of us is going to make the joke first? Oh, Don't go chasing it. waterfalls. There See, you made it first. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm going to go chase waterfalls now. No, no, stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. I go find Ruth. You made it better. <laughs> Where is Ruth? Ruth is by the kitchen. She's uh, chatting to, with Malak and Anushka. Okay, I'm like, hey, Ruth. Oh, hi. Kata, how are you? Sleepy. I had the worst sleep last night. It was awful. I had the worst dreams. Oh, Suresh was up all night, too. He was screaming. He seemed to be freaking out. He kept yelling the name of something. Zamazam or Zamazam? Zangazam. That might have been it. Well, that's shitty, because that means we have the same dream. I wonder if horns are going to pop out of my head. Okay, well, I'm going to check that for later. Ruth, how about we go visit that waterfall that you wanted to find? You know, with everything that's happened lately, I think we could all use a little day of relaxation and some natural splendor. That's what I think. Let's go to the waterfall. If you want, you can bring Anushka with. But, like, let's go. Anushka, you're going to love this. Anushka kind of rolls her eyes like, I, okay, Mom, <laughs> I, I'm i certain I will. We're going to have a girls' day. It'll girls, be really fun. Girls' day. Yes. This is so exciting. Let's take, ooh, Chelby, Chelby. And she, like, runs to go get Cheldy. And, like, she finds Damius and Cheldy are all, like, talking to each other. And she looks over. She's like, Cheldy, when I was a little girl, there was a secret little waterfall cave I used to go to. 
and I'd like to go have a nice little girls' day. Yeah, and Chelsea, come on, we're gonna have a girls' day. And Chelsea's kind of like, ah, uh, she like looks at like Ruth really nervously. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, uh, okay. Come on, it'll be fun. Sure. Damius, girls' day. Yeah, so let's come do on, this. Come on, waterfall. We're gonna have girls' day. I shall. Yeah, I, I can. I can do this. Yes. Yeah, we're gonna have a waterfall day. Okay. It'll be really fun. So Ruth starts walking. Out. She's like, I don't. It's a little foggy. I don't know exactly how to get there. I'm willing to spend up to eight discovery points to find the waterfall. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> yeah. All right, it costs four, and you I, get there. As the keeper of the discovery points, I get to make that we call. We totally needed the discovery points for the bridge, but all right. We've still got 14. We find the waterfall. Yay! You find, well, you find a cave that goes in, like you find a little cave, and Ruth's eyes light up. It's not that far. It's like uh, you're not that far from Leroy anymore. You're kind of close to like there now. Okay. And you get there, and you're looking around, and it's like this beautiful, kind of serene place. You kind of hear the the sound of water droplets, and uh, it's very damp. And you get in, and it's much cooler inside the cave. Ooh, this is nice. Yeah, it's really relaxing. The crystal clear water, you see little crabs scuttling back and forth. Oh, I jump in the water. You splash into the water. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. You see at the back of the cave, like, swimming towards you, you see a massive, like, black blob coming at you very quickly. Oh, shit, I get out of the water. Okay, well, now we're going to have to put down a map. No! Uh, Paul, would you like to play Cheldy? What class is Cheldy again? A wizard? wizard? Sure. Yeah, I'll play Cheldy. Okay. But you have to talk like her the whole time. Yeah, obviously. How do I how do I send her to you? But don't betray us. Become the third hag. <laughs> Not cool. <laughs> uh, you see some sort of great large shape barreling towards you. Ah. I jump out of the water. I guess you're gonna roll for initiative. I turn into a snake. Kate, what you got on initiative? Eleven. Okay. And Damius? Nine. Okay. So at the top of this round, this enormous creature with an enormous mouth rushes towards Kata. Is it a snake? It is not a snake. <gasps> uh, so this creature barrels towards Kata mm. and tries to take a big chomp out of her. It's going to be 22 to hit. Ty goes to Cal. In this instance, it does. It's going to be 16 damage. Ouch. What is it? I makes that kind of noise. What is it? I don't know. You've mm. never seen one of these before. It is now Cheldy's turn. I pull out my wand of magic missile and I cast magic missile. Okay, do you want to, you, you can make, since you're playing Cheldy, you have an opportunity to use a knowledge of nature to try to identify this creature. Yeah, uh, I'm sure Cheldy's knowledge of nature is pretty good. Uh, her knowledge of nature is a seven. Cool. Well, I just got a 26 on Knowledge of Nature. Oh, shoot. Ooh, you ooh. know this creature is called a hippopotamus? <laughs> God fucking damn it. <laughs> you can know three things about it. Hippopotamus. Oh, man, what a strange creature. I mean... Obviously, I have never dealt with anything like this before in my magical studies. So my first question would be, what kinds of what kinds of damage can possibly get past its clearly impervious hide? <laughs> <laughs> to get past a uh, 
Uh, <laughs> the, they have no natural defenses. They are, they are rather large, but they are surprisingly quick. Okay. They have a strong, powerful jaw. Do you at least shout out that it's a hippopotamus? Well, hang on. Mm-hmm. No, that would be meaningless. None of us know what the hell a hippopotamus is. <laughs> None of us do. It's like, a water horse. Yeah, exactly. Like this is like I fucking love this choice, Cal, because in this in this fantasy world, a hippopotamus is just like a dragon in that it's something that we've never seen before. In fact, we've maybe seen dragons before and none of us have seen a fucking hippo. This is a, this is great. This quick, is an excellent storytelling choice. Quick Paul, what noise does a hippo make? <laughs> they actually do. Really That's good. a really good noise. Yeah, you did that really well. Yeah. Um, you do all the best animal noises. It's akin to a rhino, but like different, more watery. Yeah. In, <laughs> in a previous campaign I was in with Christy, one of my characters had a summonable rhino, and the, the noise it always made was. <laughs> <laughs> but that is what the noise it remi- That is it, though. Yeah. The, no, like, this is the this noise. It's a very that, accurate it's noise. It's the noise that all pachyderms make. Question number two <laughs> Why is it mad at Kata? You know that hippopotamuses are very ill-tempered. And territorial. <laughs> and territorial. Yeah. Okay, and number three, what is its worst save? <laughs> Would you believe that it's its will save? Its will save is Shocking. its worst save? Yeah. Shocking. <laughs> I would have thought it was its con- its, its fortitude. <laughs> you know? And I, you, right? And I say, I shout from the riverbank, Kata, I think you're in its territory. Also, apparently, it's easily confused. <laughs> and and then I shoot a magic missile. Okay. Um, and I had I uh, roll a five damage to this hippo. Great. Uh, and I think one of those damages just kills the bird that's on its back. <laughs> Zaps it away. Yeah, it does. Kafka would have objected. Oh. Uh, Ruth looks at her and says, "Oh my goodness, we've been gone for so long. The hippos moved in." And then she kind of grabs Anushka and tries to pull her out of the cave. Like, we'll be safe out here. Oh, that's what she does? A second, very large creature emerges from the back of the cave. Is, is it another hippo? It's another hippo. I don't know if I can kill two hippos. <sighs> Why not? Try harder. <sighs> it gets over here, and it's going to make an attack against Sheldy. It misses. Hell yeah, it misses. It tries to make a big bite, and, goes, and Sheldy... She just kind of sidesteps this clumsy creature's attempt. Hippos are scary. They're super actually scary. And their ears go twitch, 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 twitch. Damius, what would you like to do? Two monstrous primordial creatures. Water demons. Well... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, God. This one is too close. I'm going to activate... My my dark half activates. Okay. (laughs) It whispers things into my ear about these hippos. And it makes a will save as they fill it with fear for us. Okay, the hippo closest to you makes a save. How is 16 going to do? Are you are you kidding me? 16 is on the dot. Oh, no. That's a wasted spell. Um, yeah, I think I'm good. All right, the hippopotamus in the water next to Christy is going to try to bite her. Christy, how is uh, 24? It hits. And the other two attacks are going to be misses. How much more punishment from hippos can you take, Christy? I don't know, I'm going to eat it. It's going to be not great. Uh, 12 damage. No, this is still not good. Cheldy's turn. 
Yeah, I'm gonna cast shield on myself, which will bring my AC up to a total of 17. Like, Wizards. No, totally. Like, <laughs> I have... <laughs> I have gone from being a raw egg to a hard-boiled egg. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Uh, Alright, great. And now the second hippopotamus is going to uh, make a snap at Damius. At Damius? That guy's going to move. Oh, she moved, right? Yeah. She left. He gets two attacks. That's going to miss. That one might hit. That's going to be... So it's 20-something. Yeah. That yeah. Hits. Damius, this hippo bites into you with his big hippo face. It's gonna be 16 damage. Oh! What? Yeah, hippos are scary, dude. Are you kidding yep, me? Hippos are fucking yep, scary. Have hurt. you ever seen a hippo? Kata. Are you gonna allow me to have used a standard action prior to this fight to turn into a snake or no? I no. Saw, I saw it coming towards me. How fast can it get there? They can move 40 feet around, uh, in a as a move Charged action. Charged So no. No? No. I retreat and turn into a snake. Take a step back. I It provokes no attack of opportunity. So oh, I, you takes no, you does not provoke to take no. it, so don't even bother. Just one action. So you have three actions. Right. So one my, action is a snake. I, one is a snake. Okay. And then I'm going to bite a single claw. Okay. With a penalty on the second. On the, on the claw. claw. That should hit. So that's 22 to hit. Okay, yeah, it's gonna hit. It's a touch. It's a bite. And then does 20 hit. 20 is also going to hit. Touch, great, fantastic. Please take 6 plus 7 is 13 bite damage, and then take 8 claw damage. So 21 damage to that hippo. Excellent job. So you're in the water, this enormous hippo rushes at you, it bites you, and in response, you turn back at it, you're neck wildly elongates and you bite the creature. <laughs> yep, pretty much. That's horrifying how it horrifying every time. I'm real scary. Damius. Okay, I have to worry about my immediate threat. I only have one way to end this. I again stare that beast straight in the eye and try to make it afraid of me. Cause fear again. Okay. Hey, this time... I didn't roll very good. Yeah. How is six gonna no, do me? You're out. You're out of here. This hippo gets a look of absolute terror in its eyes. <laughs> Just, it sees everything and it is scared of all of it. Well done. Bye. He says. <laughs> Bye. Bye. All right. Cheldy. This one is fleeing. The yep. one on the shoreline is fleeing. Mm-hmm. Well, oh. will be. Okay. And we think that I've got sufficient arcane knowledge that I could recognize that Damius just did a thing? Yes, at this point, that would be a fair assumption. Okay. You've you seen me do it before. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, so then, I, Cheldi Baragiva, which is me, <laughs> uh, levels my magic missile wand again at the one that Christy has taken a big old chunk out of. Um, nom, nom. We are going to have hippo stew tonight, and I fire off another magic missile. Dem's good eating. That's another max damage. Five. Hey. Cool. The hippopotamus looks at the group of you. It kind of stampers around. It huffs, and then it dives in the water and swims outstream. Aha! Kata. Murder. Tell me about murder. Bite claw claw. Here we go. Power attack. Die, hippo, die. <laughs> well, that one should hit. So that's 21. Yeah. 
And does nine does nineteen hit? Nineteen hits as well. Great. Take seventeen bite damage. Shit. And six claw damage. So please take twenty-three damage. This hippo is looking bloody and pissed. Wait, no. <laughs> ah, I hurt my throat. I regret doing that. Damis, it's your turn. It's really bloody and pissed, huh? Kill it. Kill it dead. Don't let it hit me. Yeah, that's not what I do. I don't. That, killing is not my thing. Yeah. It's your thing. I think I'm just going to do a raven feedment. I'll just, just protect her. I'm going to hey. do a raven feedment. That's not a bad idea at all. So the taste. Degrades the muscle tissue. It's kind of stringy after that. Oh, man. <laughs> I have a 20 to hit. It's going to hit. Versus touch AC. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a hippopotamus. And then I do believe it makes a range touch attack to strike the other that takes a penalty. Uh, fort save. Fort save to reduce. Fortitude save. I definitely saved. Got a 19. Okay. I'm doing 5, 6, plus 2 caster levels, which is 2, so I have 8. eight. strength damage, so 4. 4, yeah. Hey, that's not nothing. That's not nothing at all. Good job. I mostly killed it. The ho- the last of Amonimus standing is weakened. It's bloody. It's full of rage. And it goes for that last attack against Kata and a last ditch, last ditch chance to get it get her out of its cave. And that's gonna be a sixteen to hit? Nope. We can thank Damius for lowering its its uh, <laughs> fire. Thanks, It's Damius. what I do. I'm a controller. That was helpful. Nope. I might have died. Let's see if I can hit you on that second attack or third. Maybe I'll get a 20. I got a 2 and a 1. Nope, uh, you fail. I'm hippo. alive. Well. I chomp the hippo again. It's Cheldy's turn. Ch- All right. Cheldy chomps the hippo. You know, it seems like uh, it seems like we're doing well with the magic missile. I'm going to let it ride. Okay. Uh, okay, the opposite of max damage this time. Two. Hey, every bit counts. Mm-hmm. Okay, and now it is Kata. Watch as she whiffs it, and I kill her on my hippo's no! actual next turn. Bite, bite, claw, power attack. Oh, no. <laughs> 20. 18. Does 18 hit? Mm, yes. Great, then all three hit. It's dead. <laughs> tell me what happens to this hippopotamus. I probably kill it if my first attack does 14 damage. Does that that kill would it? kill it. Great, I bite its head off. It's a hit. Okay, you know what? Fine. <laughs> she bites, rips, it's like tears I like into rip, the head comes off. I just tears it. Head Blood I... showers. Oh, this what was once beautiful crystal clear water is now very bloody. Is very very red. Mm-hmm. And this hippo gives off one exasperated <laughs> and dies. Damis cups his hand into the bloody water and drinks from it. It's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And Ruth and Anusha come back. So fresh. <laughs> is it, is it safe? I saw a hippo run away. It, it is safe now. Yeah, I killed the hippo. Oh, there's so much blood. And oh, you, you're in your snake form. It's, it's gross, but good for you. <laughs> I changed back. It is good for the skin. The blood. The hippo blood. <laughs> hippo blood is good for we the skin. We shall take this meat back. We shall mm-hmm. feast on it tonight. We should have hippo. That'd be so fun. Yeah, yeah. so strange. Kata has already done such a great job of cutting through its hide. It's true. We'll take the hippo back with us, at least portions of it. And uh, over like in the next like 30 minutes or so, the uh, water actually clears back out. 
You guys kind of, I assume I kind of move the hippo. The other hippo does I not put, come I back. Put, I cast floating disc and I put the hippo on it. Okay, great. Uh, you're able to kind of move that hippo as you want. You can take a huge, how, I don't, hippos were like, what? A couple tons or yeah. something yeah. like that? Like a no, lot. You gotta, you, there's no way you're taking the entire thing no, back. It's already <laughs> lost its head. So. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> no, but like, you know, you're taking back a haunch. Yeah. And that's still enough a food for like a week. Yeah, yeah. a big ass haunch. It's ass. You take that hippo belly, belly dough. The belly's the best part. You gotta take that belly. You gotta take that hippo fat. And that back. We want that. We want that like hippo belly. Oh, the hippo butt part. Yeah, the, hippo. the butt's the best part. Yeah. Too. Well, actually, hippo hippo fat would be a very good um, uh, fuel for our campfires that would not be susceptible to rain. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Let's grab it. Uh, we guys start kind of you know taking care of all that good stuff. We also bathe in, in the water. Yeah, you guys end up having just like a nice time. Uh, facials. Yeah, everyone's taking facials. Everyone's in like kind of these like old timey bathing suits, <laughs> which means naked, right? No, like those like they're like, like weirdly high cut in every way. Like I, I'm gonna say that none of us packed bathing suits. No. That seems patently bonkers. We're you know in all truthness, like it would make sense for them to wear bathing suits, but like I don't know, I'm not gonna. It's I'm a fantasy setting. We just get in the. We just take off our clothes in the water. I occasionally flip between my snake and my. Human. You're right. You're right. You know what? I'm I'm not gonna let my own prudishness get in the way of this scene. Is it, it would organically unfold? Everyone's naked, every, but splash around having a just like a fun girls' time. Yep. Everyone feels very mm-hmm. safe with Damius, who's that has no interest, zero interest. <laughs> that is how that works. Yeah. yeah. I imagine that I kind of have the Hulk problem of like every time I turn into a snake, my clothes fall off because it like roids out and it rips my clothes. So yeah. like when I turn back into a normal person, I'm probably naked anyway. Huh. I never really thought of it that Actually, way. I think, I think doesn't your clothes change with you in this I setting, in this, I, in this game system? I honestly don't know. No, no, I think they clothes. do. They do. My, I mean, my, my like weapons go with me, but I don't know if my, if my size changes. If, if your weapons go with you, then your armor does too. Yeah, but also... But I'm not wearing armor. She's not wearing armor. But your clothes do. But like, they don't have to. Like, it, like it, it's as easy as a saying, but except for, in our case... It doesn't like yeah, you choose not to. It's, I yeah. choose not to be. I when I turn back from my snake form, I'm usually naked. Flavor is uh, entirely up to you guys, and I that's a fun choice. All right, mm-hmm. so you guys are having, like everyone's having a good time, just like relaxing, like like washing their hair for the first time in weeks. No, yes, just having like a, a, like a nice little girls' day. Uh, you know, catching up with everybody. Hippo blood water gives me life. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the hippo blood water is real, real nice. And we have hippo stew that night. Uh, right. Not before I get my point with Ruth. You do get a point with Ruth. And uh, as you're kind of coming by it, she is collecting samples of little flowers that are growing at the side of the cave. And she says, uh, here, Kata, come try this. Come try this. Is it for eating? Oh, yes. You can use these uh, the petals of uh, from these white lilies here. They make a really wonderful sleep concoction. Oh. It can put you right out, and while you're sleeping, you gain a, just a much better kind of rest. It'll While sleeping, after taking one of these potions, you'll heal double the amount you normally would. That's amazing. We should definitely take as many of these flowers as we can find. Is this the first time you've seen these flowers in this jungle? Yeah, they only grow in the water. I've oh. spent very little time outside of Poema. That's crazy. Well, we definitely take all the flowers then. You are rewarded with 10 doses white lily poultice. White lily poultice. Which lets you, which is essentially doubles the amount of uh, HP you recover while you sleep if you take one before bed. Nice. That's useful. Very. Mm-hmm. Especially for those of us with con scores. 
<laughs> it's very Tommyus. I became interested in herbalism actually by when I was a little girl and I was, you know, just amongst these plants all day, wandering the jungle. I was just so fascinated by all these different exotic species of plants. Many of them were in the books my teachers had. I would make up names for them myself. That's really awesome, actually. Is it? I mean, have you have you got like a book? Did you journal any of the cool flowers that you found and their properties? Like, do you have a a book? Oh, I have loads of herbalism books. If you want to take an, if you have a real interest in herbalism, Kata, I would love to teach you. I would love to know more about it. I mean, it seems incredibly helpful, especially in my travels, to know more about herbalism and things and how to better use the surrounding nature. Yes, of course, I would be happy to teach you. When I was a girl, I had to go to college. That I left the colony just to go to Chermov University, just to study herbalism. It's 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 where I met Vihan and uh, Suresh, actually. Oh, crazy! Yeah, uh, Vihan and I were were fellows together, and and I met Suresh through him. And I know, I know, Vihan fancied me at the time, but he was just so well. I mean, he was just a. He was very dedicated. He was he was tall and lean, and but he was a very serious kind of person. I I couldn't see myself maybe with someone like that. But his brother Suresh, you, you I know you know him now. But at the time, he was a bit of a punk. He was a bit of a rebel. Oh, <laughs> don't we all love a grown up punk? He had a, uh, he had a leather jacket. He would take me out, and it was a couple of tattoos that make no sense. Yeah. yeah. He had a little jerkin. He had a little tunic. Were you ever actually with Vihan? No, I no. It, it was never like that. I always thought of our relationship as very. We were friends, but very professional. Like he was a brilliant herbologist. I feel like most of what I learned, I a lot of it, I learned from him. He had such interesting ideas of how to combine different plants and splice them together to create a whole new range of effects. He was. He was really going somewhere in the field. It's, it's, it's a real shame about what happened, what happened to him. What exactly happened to Vihan? I don't, I don't know. I don't know what happened to Vihan. I don't remember any of it. I, I remember the brothers and I. I had taken them here to the colony. It was, it was our summer off, and we were going to do a little research. I wanted them to see where I was from. We were all such good friends. I know that we were. He told us that his got his ghost told us that Suresh killed him. But I, that just doesn't make any sense. Suresh loved his brother. They loved each other. They were romantic rivals, I guess, over me. And I, maybe I even played into that a little bit, just for you know, I was a girl. I had my fun. To think that they would ever commit murder or anything like that was is unthinkable, almost. That's so strange. Let me know if you remember anything else while we're here in Poema. I, I think it's a really interesting story. Yeah, I want to know more about that. I'll. Well, you'll. You should know. I mean, Suresh loved his older brother. He wanted to be just as smart as him. He was always trying to be as smart as his brother. He, like things just came so easily to Vihan. Suresh was much more of a people person. He, anyone, you know, he could bond with them. He would like to talk. He could he was so easy to talk to and relate to. Is it possible that he murdered him out of jealousy? Maybe, but I just remember the three of us were out in the jungle. We were looking for the spike fern. We found Poema. We were attacked by the, the char- what we now know is the Charuka. And I, I got... A charcoal threw something at my head, and I, 
I don't remember very much. I remember we were in the pyramid and I was bleeding really badly. And then I woke up and I was back in Leroy and and Suresh was there and my family and Mathilti and I and they told me that Vihan died in at the at the site. Hmm. That monsters had killed him in the jungle. This is very strange. I wonder if there's any way we can help you like recall these memories or do you remember what char- what Charuka it was? That you was it like a dis- one that we've seen before or heard of before? Do you remember if it was like a big tribe of Charoka who came in? It was a you? small group of them, actually. It could have been more than five. I remember them. They were they were yelling at us, and they and they started throwing rocks. And a rock hit me in my skull. It left a here, and then she like lifts up her hair, and she's got this really really nasty scar on the mm. side of her head that it's normally held hidden by her hair. Oh. So she was actually hit by a rock. Okay. Well, I'm so sorry to bring up all these memories. It's just, it seems like you're the one with the best clues to the past and what happened here. Obviously, I wish I because you're from here. I really wish I could remember. Something doesn't seem right. I don't. What could have happened? Why can't I remember what happened? It could have maybe just I was concussed. Yeah, I feel like there's more to it than that, but I'm not sure that I know what the more to it is yet. Hmm. It's getting late, and I'm getting a little hungry myself. Let's take. What, what do you say we take this back to camp and have a little bit of a hippo feast? Let's go hippo grill. Hippo grill. <laughs> Domius, you coming? Put some pants on. <laughs> <laughs> As like the Cheldy, Anushka, and Domius like splash water at each other. <laughs> interesting. That was some interesting stuff there. Yeah, I don't quite know what to do with it. So we're heading back to the jungle now. Do you guys want to have to take a moment? Yeah, I, I fall. I let everyone kind of. We know the way. We know where we're going, and so mm-hmm. everyone's kind of like excited about the hippo and the floating disc carrying the hippo haunch. And so I drop back and I like pull Damius aside and I tell him about what Ruth told me in the cave and about her not remembering the Vihan and Suresh attack as much and like feeling very strange about it. And how I feel like it was. While she was hit in the head and, like, I saw the scar for the first time, I I still think something must have happened. How strange it is for her not to remember such a traumatic event. Such, something of such importance. Yeah, I, I almost wonder... Who did wonder, she say was there with her when she woke up? She, she said she was back in Leroy. With who? Mathilti and everyone in the village. Do you think that Mathilti might know something of this? Maybe. I mean, it would be worth asking Mathilti. Perhaps that's where, what we should do. Yeah, maybe she has memories that she doesn't know we care about. Is it is it strange, perhaps, that I think that Mathilti knows more about this than we do? No, I think that's probably a good bet. I I mean, we should definitely go talk to Mathilti at some point. We've got much more questions now that we know how involved Mathilti actually was in things. Oh, I have questions for Mathilti myself. Yeah, so I think we meander back to camp, and, and Damianus, Damianus and I are at the back of the line, and we're just kind of, like, bouncing theories back and forth, and we can't land on any one theory as to what happened. Okay, you get back and you see that uh, Kafka has been made to work by Suresh and he's like, like, it, like Suresh is making Kafka do all these like complicated problems <laughs> to help him solve this like star issue they're working on. I think at this point, Kafka is just writing random numbers. <laughs> <laughs> like he's trying his best to arrange them so it looks, and like putting appropriate symbols b- between them so it looks like there might be some kind of math there. But they are random numbers. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Suresh looks over and says, "Ah, lady wife, my daughter, my research assistant, 
my wife's friend from the jungle. <laughs> and my student. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> I hope you all had a wonderful time. We brought Hippo. Hippo. And the whole, all the laborers even like, because they're busy working, everyone's like, what? Meat? And Shaka kind of looks over and like, I don't know about that. Maybe we wrap it in banana leaves and let it sit for a couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds amazing. You should, we should do this. We should do this, Damius. Shoot. All right, and uh, everyone gets ready as you guys start preparing a big hippo lunch. And that's the end of this chapter of the Mythos Manual. Nicely done, everybody. Yay, hippo! Thanks for tuning in for this week's chapter of the Mythos Manual. Please be sure to subscribe and leave a review, and we'll be sure to send you good luck on all your future roles.